I'm Taylor Brown, and this is How I Did It, the show where we talk with champions about how they achieve their dreams on and off the court. On today's show, we're talking with Whitney Knight. Whitney Knight's a professional female basketball player. She's played uh, internationally. She got drafted to the Los Angeles Sparks in 2016 in WNBA. Um, she had a phenomenal career in college at uh, Florida Gulf Coast University, uh, back-to-back MVP and back-to-back champ. Uh, and also, we had an opportunity to play with each other on the same AAU team for Boo Williams. So thanks again for being on the show, Whit. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, all right. So first question, uh, looking at your resume and your career, um, just like everything you've accomplished, how does it feel to be a champion? Um, It feels good. You know, like, as an athlete, though, like, we don't even sometimes we forget like everything that we have accomplished in our careers. Like, you know, sometimes you could be so looking forward to accomplishing the next thing that you don't really like take in all that you have like accomplished. So um, that's something that I've never really thought about, but I'm glad you asked that question because it makes me appreciate everything that, you know, I've been able to do so far in my basketball career it, it feels really good yeah yeah I was I was looking at like all your stats and stuff everything you accomplished man definitely an underdog I don't think people realize like how much you like, <laughs> accomplished yeah yeah I think uh I think like coming from Florida Gulf Coast like that was such a big accomplishment for me to get drafted and and play for LA and play in the WNBA and stuff like um it can get overlooked at times but it's so many people in this basketball world especially women's basketball players that are overlooked so it's not just me yeah yeah so what was that like when you got drafted you know the day of you got the news like we were were you with your family like where were you yeah I um I was at home. We had a little draft party here at my house, me and my like close immediate family. And we had the draft on and we ordered food and all of that stuff. So it was like a close intimate setting like that. It was, it was such a great experience to be able to um, like enjoy such a huge moment like that with the people that have been supporting me since, you know, it was a dream for me as a little girl. Yeah. dribbling a basketball so yeah I was at home with my family and we got to celebrate uh together so it was really fun I'll never forget that that day <laughs> for sure so what was it like playing with the Sparks I saw you was in there for a while man like I know it's tough you know yeah even getting drafted and then like staying in the league but you were there all the way I think to like the end like how was that man yeah, I um I finished so I finished my rookie season. What's crazy is is like um like two weeks before the playoffs started for LA because I was there in 2016. Like two weeks before the playoffs started, I was waived because they needed. I was the only rookie on the team. I was the only rookie that made the team, and we had I think we had lost a few games and. That year was the year that, like, we was really supposed to win the championship. So I wasn't really playing that much. That I mean, my coaching staff had already told me that it was going to be a learning year for me. So, yeah. like, when we lost those few games leading into the playoffs, um, I got cut. They felt like they needed a, a more solid, like, veteran 
player, so I got cut. Then a few in LA went on to win the championship, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I got the call from San Antonio Stars, so I finished my season, my rookie season with the Stars, and we didn't make the playoffs with the Stars, so I did finish my rookie season. But to be around and learn and play and be on the same court as like Candace Parker, I was there with Christy Tolliver, Elena Beard, Neka Gumake. Yeah. Um, Essence Carson, it was such a surreal experience. Like, I had a a poster of Candace in my room. That's who I always like wanted to be like. So to be able to take in all of that knowledge and just learn from veterans, like solid veterans that play at the highest level or and are some of the best players in the world, it was it was an experience that I will always cherish and that I've taken with me throughout my basketball career. So. Yeah. It was fun. No, definitely, definitely. And then yeah. after that, you went overseas. So you went to Russia your first year, right? Yeah, I went to Russia my first year. Russia Russia was tough. I had I had a bit of a culture shock being out there <laughs> as the only American. I was the only American on my team yeah. too. But um yeah, Russia is a tough league. It it for sure is a tough league. But um yeah, I played there my first year. Yeah. How was like the living? Like were you was it boring? Like how was it out there? Like (laughs) Um, Russia, you know, like it it was like very cold. That's the coldest I've ever been in life. Very harsh uh winters. Mm. Um you know, I mean the people I mean it just depends on I guess different people's experience like the people can be friendly sometimes they aren't you know how it is as a foreigner being overseas um I had to really get adjusted to the food I remember I ate at this one restaurant that was close to my apartment every single day for breakfast lunch and dinner because the food was already cooked and prepared it was my first year overseas so I wasn't like used to having to like learn how to do things on my own yet so I kind of was just getting by (laughs) my first year (laughs) so it wasn't it wasn't bad but it was as a first year player I don't know if like that might have been the best place for me to to be but nonetheless my experience there was it was pretty good yeah Mm -hmm. that's good all right, again, so we're here talking with Whitney Knight, and this is how I did it. So next question, Whit. Um, I know you probably got asked this question a lot, uh, but, like, I'm just interested in knowing what was the transition like when you decided not to go to, to Duke and you decided to go to Florida Gulf Coast? Uh, like, how was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a, a very popular question. You know, not many, a, a lot of people don't know that, that, you know, like that wasn't around when, you know, we was playing for Boo and all of that stuff. Like not mm. that many people know that, but I do get asked this a lot. But anyways, um, it was, it was very like, it was a hard time, like to be honest, when it came to like um making a decision like that it's like that's a huge decision that can really like you know like alter the trajectory of your life making a college decision like that so um you know 
I always have love and respect for Duke because, you know, I grew up going to all of those games, loving the coaching staff, and I really thought that was where I was going to end up. But when I really, like, sat down and kept it, like, really real with myself Mm -hmm. and what I wanted to do, which is be a professional basketball player and play in the WNBA, Mm -hmm. it's more so a thing where you have to do what's in the best interest of your current like circumstances I felt like you know my best bet was to kind of bet on myself and I I kind of came to this decision to where like um I wanted to like blaze my own trail so that's what I did at Florida Gulf Coast like I was just like okay I want to go this route because I think this is what is going to be the best for what my goals are, which is playing in the league and being a professional basketball player. So that's what I did. It was such a tough decision. Like my dad at the time did not want me to make that decision. Neither did my mom. So it was really hard, but by the grace of God, everything worked out in my favor. So I'm very appreciative of how things did end up working out. Yeah. Now that's huge, man. Definitely. I mean, because even when you went there, you had a great rookie year, your freshman year. Um, but just mm-hmm. to ask you, I know your sophomore year, you, you tore your ACL. Like, how did yep. you bounce back from that? And then you just killed it after that. Um, Yeah, that was hard. That was really tough. Um, you know, I feel like every athlete faces some type of adversity like that in their basketball career where there's injury or something else. So you know, I had a great team around me. My family was really supportive. The coaching staff and the uh, training staff at FGCU really, like, helped me get through that and, uh, like, basically let me know that I would be able to come back from it. So I really just went hard with my rehab. That's the most important thing with the injury like that. I went super hard with my rehab, and I kept the really positive, like, mindset because at the end of the day you got to have tunnel vision when it comes to your goals so I just kind of prepared myself like how I was supposed to as far as my rehab and just staying diligent and uh, I actually came back stronger Mm. so that was that was something that was some adversity I faced that I was able to bounce back from yeah like you said yeah for sure for sure you mentioned something uh good question I want to ask you next about like the mental like how did how do you master the mental game as a professional athlete you know just like uh the waiting game you know waiting go overseas or just mm-hmm. just the whole like the whole concept of being a professional athlete like how do you master that um <laughs> that's a good question because you know sometimes I don't know how I'm mastering it like it's a constant like it's a constant balance of just kind of accepting, staying ready, you know, like it could be hard. Like right now I'm in a situation where, you know, I'm waiting to go somewhere. I didn't get to play last year due to the coronavirus a little bit in a situation with agents, you know how that can go. Yeah. Um, I was actually supposed to play in Lebanon, but that league got canceled because of government and a whole bunch of other stuff. But it can be tough. I really don't know. (laughs) I don't really know how to answer that question because I'm constantly still trying to figure out ways to, like, stay mentally strong and tough. But, you know, when you have a good support system, 
and I feel like I'm an overall kind of positive person, mm-hmm. that gets me through, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, real. That's real. So is it your goal to get back to the WNBA or are you just like, I'm going to make a good living overseas? Like, you know, what's what's your goal? Um, You know, I would love to play back in the WNBA. Um because that's the highest level of basketball like when you're passionate about yeah a sport like basketball you always want to play at the highest level so yeah. um i would definitely love to get back to playing in the WNBA you know there are a lot of different circumstances when it comes to playing in the WNBA though that i'm aware of so um but if that does not happen you know overseas it's it's fun, you know. I enjoy traveling and going to different countries, meeting new people, um, uh, establishing new relationships with people, and you know that team setting of like coming together with a new group or a group that you're used to and trying to accomplish a goal is something that yeah. you know it, it still lights my fire just like how it used to when we played at Boo. So right, right. I I do enjoy playing overseas. So. You know, I'll play as long as I can. That's how I feel about who. So, yeah, I feel you on that, man. Yeah. Okay, we're here talking with Whitney Knight, and this is how I did it. So let's go back a little bit. You brought up Boo. Um, what's it like playing for Boo? Boo's lit. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it was. <laughs> we was lit all the time. We had so much fun. Like, yeah. I feel like when you went in and you you have a great group like we had, like we all got along, we all had fun, like our coaches were cool, they let us be ourselves, they let us play our games on the court, like it was so fun, and then to play at such a high level with such great high level players like yourself, who else do we have on the team? Liz, Sierra, Bones, Linda, all of them, like to play with such a uh such great talent and to also have fun and you know just ball it was so fun it was cool yeah for sure for sure so what do you think what is one of the biggest challenges being overseas as a female professional athlete Hmm. um biggest challenges um it could be a lot like i think like for me personally i'm an only child so i don't i don't have any siblings or anything like that so i get i mean sometimes i could get pretty homesick like i'll be missing my mom and dad (laughs) as crazy as that sounds um also too kind of like it's like you're you're establishing a whole new life for those eight to nine months. Mm-hmm. It's like if, if you're in different countries every year, it's like, okay, you got to like get in a rhythm, figure out like, okay, how am I going to basically like be by myself and make sure that I'm taking care of myself mentally, yeah. spiritually, like, like health wise when it comes to our bodies, taking that pounding a tour day practices and traveling and things like that. I think like yeah. just that aloneness being away is uh one of the biggest challenges for me. Yeah. Now I can relate. Um 
It's like you're your own support system. Yep. Because our parents don't know what's going on. Like, they don't know. Or our people, whether it's your parents, your people, your friends, significant others, they don't know, like, right. your day-to-day life. Sometimes there's not even links to the game. They can't even watch you hoop. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Which is crazy. Watch, like, the live stats. In this yeah. <laughs> so it could be tough. You got to be very mentally strong, though. Mm. Yeah. All right, so after seeing the Lakers win the championship, um, after 10 years, LeBron James winning three different teams. Um, what are your thoughts about that, man? Just, you know, Kobe passing this year and everything and just seeing them win. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts about that? Man, Kobe pa- Kobe's passing was tough. I feel like that hurt everybody. Like, you don't even have to be in the basketball world for it to hurt. Um, I think that, you know, it's crazy how things work out. Like, this was the year that the Lakers and LeBron get that championship soon after. Kobe's passing right um you know LeBron is one of the greatest players in the world like I'm I'm happy for him I was never really a huge LeBron fan I've always been a Kevin Durant fan okay but as like I've got older I respect his game a lot more because at 35 years old to go out every night and do the things that he has done and like at such a high level it's, it's like remarkable. It's very inspiring. And um, for him to go to three different organizations and win a championship, that says a lot, whether you think it was the right decision or not. He's definitely up there as one of the greats. So I'm happy that the Lakers got the championship this year soon after Kobe passed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree. Yeah. All right, again, we're here talking with Whitney Knight. And this is how I did it. So three more questions, last three questions. I got to ask you, I ask everybody on the show this. So first question, what inspires you? What inspires me? Um, I think like just my inner drive inspires me to just keep going, like keep moving in life. Like it don't even necessarily have to be about basketball, like, I feel like I'm very like self-driven. I think my family plays a part in that too cuz like my family's very like you know self-driven like mm-hmm. we've always worked for whatever we wanted. So I feel like that was instilled in me. So yeah. They inspire me and I guess my self-will mm-hmm. allows me to like continuously be inspired and keep going in life no matter what stage of life that I'm in. Right. I respect, respect. Second question, what is your pet peeve? Pet peeve? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, pet peeve. Let me think. You know, I really don't like repeating myself as I get older. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like some somebody that's always saying, huh? Like when you always gotta repeat yourself, that's yeah. my pet peeve. That's that's really random, but that's what it is. Yeah. Now the worst <laughs> is when they're like, huh? Like <laughs> it's like, yo, chill. chill. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All right, third question. What is your what is your guilty pleasure? <laughs> Oh, guilty pleasure. Um, 
I'm really obsessed with YouTube these days. Huh? Like, I, I mean, I guess that's a guilty pleasure. Like, I could sit on YouTube and Google and research and look up random things that come into my mind for hours. I really, okay, if I want to give another one, another one of my guilty pleasures is pickles. Like, okay. I can eat pickles all day. So all right. that's <laughs> Uh, pickles are good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, wait, that's all the time we have today. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for it. sure. Thank you for having me. This was this was cool. It was fun. Yeah. Will you be back? We do another one? Yeah, for sure. I love the platform and everything that you have been doing. It's dope. I think it's very needed in the women's basketball community. So I respect it for sure. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. All right. So again, this is Whitney Knight, and this is how we how I did it. You can you can find Whitney on Instagram at underscore who you're with, right? Yep, that's me. Cool, cool. All right. Again, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs>